you're an early stage Web3 founder, apply to our award-winning accelerator program, Basecamp at outlierventures.io slash Basecamp. We write your first $50,000 check and give you access to 200 mentors, including many of the leading Web3 founders, and a network of 1,000 of the world's leading investors and exchanges. We've helped over 30 startups from 15 countries from all around the world raise $130 million in growth funding and can help you fast track product market fit and where relevant, the launch of your token economy. Okay, so today we're really happy to say I've got co-founder and chief operations officer of Matic, now Polygon, on the show, Sandeep Nelwal. Welcome, Sandeep. Hey, Jimmy. Thanks for having me here. So we've come across each other virtually. I think we've been on a few panels together. We've never met in person. I've never had the privilege of uh, a more kind of deeper chat, so I'm really looking forward to this. Um, as I said in the intro, uh, on the one hand, we're here to talk about your founder experience at Matic, um, but also the future based upon your recent announcement about Polygon. Um, so I'm going to start by describing Matic first, and, and we're going to kind of make our way to, to Polygon and the vision for this um, moving forward. So Matic was positioned as scalable and instant blockchain transactions, and a Matic network was focused on enabling kind of massive scale to Ethereum um, uh, using, at that point, an adapted version of Plasma with a, a proof-of-stake based sidechains. Um, and this was really based on a premise that dApps, decentralized applications, were making huge progress, but were really constrained or held back by the blockchain ecosystem, both as a whole and then, of course, um, specific to Ethereum. And issues such as slow block confirmations, high gas fees had to be solved before um, any entrepreneur that wanted to build a, a meaningful business with minimal friction um, could begin to leverage things like Ethereum. And so really it was focused on um, simplifying the user experience for the end user, but of course also making it easier for entrepreneurs to, to build real businesses. Um, so as I said, we've kind of known of each other for quite a while. It's quite difficult to ignore you, to be honest with you. You know, you come up in conversation a lot at the moment. I believe you've managed to onboard over 80 dApps. Um, you've been getting a lot of traction, at least as far as I'm aware and how I know you guys within the kind of NFTs and gaming space. Some of the projects that uh, leverage Matic are EasyFi, Polymarket, Avigotchi, Skyweaver, Neon District. Um, the platform has completed a total of over 7 million transactions. I'm sure that number's gone up by now um, for more than 200,000 user addresses. And you've given out over a million dollars of grants to developers um, over the last couple of years. Um, and you know now you're expanding the vision, mission, and technology scope becoming Polygon, which refers to itself as Ethereum's internet of blockchains. Did I get all the stats right? And normally when I do these things, everyone's experienced such hyper growth that you know the, the numbers are outdated by the time I... <laughs> yeah, yeah. By the number of apps, like I think now we are well above 100. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, roughly, yeah, you're right. Right, yeah. All right, good stuff. So maybe just a quick summary of your background and it'd be great to hear like your origin story building up um tomatic but as i understand it you spent a few years at deloitte um doing various things and 
um, then founded your first company from what I could see on LinkedIn anyway, which was Scope Weaver back in 2016, um, which was focused on product and DAP architecture design um, in the early stages of, of the blockchain ecosystem. Um, and then as I understand it, you, you went straight into Matic. That feels elegantly simple, but perhaps you could just give us yeah, a bit of a bit of background on you, your journey as a founder leading up to Matic. Hmm. Yeah, so basically I, uh, as a person, have always been um, very uh, sort of enthusiastic about, uh, you know, doing something on my own and, and you know, things like that. And, uh, but then, you know, I mean, it took me a while to reach that stage because, uh, you know, I uh, come like my family comes from very, very humble backgrounds here in India. So, you know, I did not have that much leverage or kind of like, you know, uh, the I would say risk profile to, you know, currently, you know, kind of uh, immediately jump into the uh, this one. So I, uh, so I, you know, kind of initially uh, worked as a software engineer for, for two years. And then I did my management and then I worked for like, you know, again, like uh, I think 20 months or something, but the, but the calling was always there. So, you know, I could not settle too much uh, in any of the jobs. And then, you know, uh, uh, my, my, actually my girlfriend and now my wife, uh, she actually, you know, kind of encouraged me that, you know, like, don't worry about it. Like just go and, you know, I know that you can do good and all that. So, you know, that, that also gave me uh, some courage that, okay, you know, let me, uh, let me try it out and all that. So, uh, but then, you know, before jumping full time into it, even before, like, you know, even before that I had already done like some, a number of startups, uh, like both in tech and, uh, you know, one in non-tech domain also. So, you know, I always wanted to do some sort of like my business, like, you know, people would be surprised that I even, like attempted a partnership business in kind of uh, AP culture. Like, I think it's called AP culture. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, in the honeybees, basically. So, I mean, okay. I kind of invested some of my savings uh, with, with a cousin of mine, uh, you know, and think I thought that maybe, you know, this could be built as a brand and all that. And, you know, maybe because I was a computer science engineer, so I always thought that, you know, maybe we could add tech into it and then, you know, make it big and all that. So, but even during my last year of engineering, uh, you know, I and my, one of my friends, actually, we, we actually bagged a contract. Uh, so basically we were doing something for our university. Uh, I mean, the results they used to publish like yearly results, they used to publish in PDFs. So basically, you know, uh, we kind of, uh, did a project where we wanted to convert that into a analyzable kind of, uh, data. So basically, you know, having a, you know, uh, kind of parsing that PDF, very complicated PDF into it and all that. But then using that, we actually backed a project with the, with the, with the political party in India, which is currently in the government, like the BJP, right? So they were trying to analyze some voter related data and then wanted to add some analytics in 2009 when I was in my, like, uh, la, uh, you know, uh, second last, like third year of my engineering. So, uh, you know, from there, like, you know, that was my first, uh, like, sort of, like, you know, experience. Uh, I was like, maybe 20 by that time or 19 or 20, I think. So uh, that was my first experience. And then, you know, we kind of ran it for the ran kind of a small software shop for some time, build some, you know, web applications and all that uh, for some, uh, you know, uh, businesses and all that. Then I, uh, you know, joined the 
like my job as a software engineer into computer sciences corporation uh, it's like one of the oldest uh, this thing from us uh, and then you know did my mba and you know after that i joined deloitte briefly uh but then after that i uh, you know uh, i worked with deloitte for a very small stint like 8 to 10 months and then i again wanted to go for a larger kind of responsibility role and instead of being one wheel in some like large kind of machine so i uh, kind of applied for a very 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 large role compared to my uh kind of experience and all that and luckily i was able to grab it so there is a company called wellspun it's a textile company in india it's like multi billion dollar i think five or like maybe now six or seven billion dollars maybe 10 billion dollars now that point in time it used to be four billion dollars so they were opening their e-commerce so i and i had already attempted few e-commerce startups because e-commerce had boomed in india so i had attempted like few e-commerce startup by that time so i had some experience so due to that i was able to land uh, like a senior role over there like i was uh, the cto uh, for their new upcoming e-commerce division of course i was not the cto of the larger group but uh, their e-commerce division and uh, you know then i i kind of like that that was a very good experience for me so then uh, you know i worked for the worked there for one year you know set up a few things and all that and you know kind of wasn't i was at the forefront of the business and all that and then this moment happened where you know uh, i decided that okay you know i i need to do i need to get out uh, you know which i just mentioned before so then i kind of raised a very small round i think around 30000 25000 with some of the people who knew me and always were used to kind of motivate me that you should do something of yourself you are made for this and all that so i raised that small amount and then uh, you know took a very big risk because you know I, as i said that i came from a very humble background and i it's been only one and one or two years where i had started making some decent uh, money via that job but then i took that risk and again i went back to i think 600 dollars a month or something like that because that investor the condition was that i will have like not 600 it would be like today uh maybe uh yeah 600 700 yeah 700 now so you know he like the condition of the investor was that you will take a very small amount and then you know fight for setting this up and all that so i started scope weaver which is which was basically uh, a b2b services marketplace like there are a lot of product marketplaces like amazon is a product marketplace and uh, you know uh, like alibaba is a is a product marketplace for business to business uh right so but then there is no such marketplace for services uh, you know and like upwork is there but it's like freelancers i wanted to build a b2b actually so uh, you know i started that and you know i i did like like i think i have i've like worked really really hard in that and uh, i was able to take it to some uh, you know level i think i did like in india i did a half a million dollar worth of business in the first year uh of the business but then what i realized is that even though i you know like it was like i had some good clients some high profile clients and all that uh but then the business was becoming a lot of like me centric like you know the, the business was not growing uh or not scaling i would say uh, the way i would have liked it to scale like it looked like a very like i i could very easily realize although the premise was that i would be able to automate some of this work like project management i think you know basically having a multi multi team multi business like you know product management solution which is focused on 
let's say vendor management right so i, I you know kind of the, the premise was that but that that did not was not coming true because uh, you know i was getting involved in all of those uh, like you know relationships between businesses and vendors so i realized that this is not scalable and you know at best what could i could do is scale it in a form of uh, like the consulting firms that you have like you know, partnerships you have multiple partners who they have their clients and things like that and you know that was that was the thing that where i decided that i need to do something else and i decided that you know i will do something in the high tech side of things right so i kind of uh, f- first started reading about artificial intelligence and then you know spent like one or two months in that and i realized that it was just too much of mathematics for me if i wanted to go deep and wanted to do something meaningful because there was already like a lot of people in ai by that time so i realized that this is this might not be my cup of tea then i uh, you know like at that point in time i think this is 2016 so bitcoin was in that bull cycle and you know it kind of like i also kind of kept hearing about it back in 2013 i had once one particular time it would be a duration of one or two days where i had like actually thought of doing bitcoin mining even though i did not understand what exactly it was at that point but then i had quickly realized that you know using my laptop it and you know it would not be feasible even by then so then i started reading about bitcoin and i read that book uh, like you know the the uh, you know iconic book from uh, andreas antonopoulos uh, the mastering bitcoin right so and only like uh, i think second or third uh you know chapter in i realized that okay this is something big like you know and this this could be really big and this is a new paradigm that how like human beings interact like this is not like only a currency and then you know by that time because i already uh, got exposed to few other things like ethereum was also coming around and you know i realized that this could be really big so that was the you know that was a time when i decided that okay i'm going to shut down my previous business and you know like kind of start handholding my clients to you know kind of in the transition phase and then um, you know uh, started to uh, you know started learning blockchain i initially learned programming you know blockchain programming myself built a few dapps and uh, you know worked for a few clients to get more and more experience and then you know uh, i i i started uh, like you know i came in touch with my other co-founder jayanti who was uh, in plasma research and we were we used to be a part of some common you know bitcoin communities in india and uh, that's where we met and uh, you know then we kind of grew in respect for each other in some time and then you know when he was into this so he said that you know he wanted to do something like this and matic was originally the pos and plasma chain was his uh, brainchild so you know he said that why don't we team up and you know do something big on this so i i joined it ironically like imagine like you know i shut down my previous business because i want i it was not scaling and then in in blockchain i came into a business which is actually about scaling so i've always been interested um at least from the outside you know if you look at the amount of technical talent in india um from the outside it's always felt like i was surprised that there wasn't more happening in india there were more high profile blockchain projects coming out of india and you could argue that matic is um you know one of the first or at least the largest best known project to have come out there um is that is that true you know like is it just been that it's been a fairly localized ecosystem 
or has the technical community there been quite late to begin to explore blockchain and dApps and things like that? Yeah. So, uh, you know, like there are multiple reasons to it. Uh, I would say that, uh, you know, first of all, a lot of entrepreneurial kind of the elite entrepreneurial uh, kind of talent in India is still still doesn't know much about blockchain. Like, you know, it's good that now again, the Bitcoin is in cycle, you know, kind of bull cycle and that gets a lot of limelight into this, into the space. Uh, but, you know, even, uh, even now the number of uh, people uh, or the elite actually coming into blockchain is not that big, right? So we have like our premier institutions like IITs and all that, like where, you know, all the big, um, you know, giants of the world come to recruit and all that. Uh, you know, there it's like still very, very, very small. Like I would say almost non-existent. So when we, and even now it's, it's happening. Like, you know, even now you still don't have the, like that elite. Uh, although I am, I'm like, not like some people in India, it's like kind of an issue with between the, you know, tech guys and the entrepreneurs that, Oh, like, you know, why do you favor the premier institutes and all that? But I'm, what I'm trying to, you know, say over here is that, there is a very large amount of solid people or, you know, very, uh, very good tech talent in, in these yeah. premium institutes. And they are primarily not, uh, they have not been attracted to this field as yet. Why do you think that is? So like that, that's what, that's what I'm coming at. So the bigger problem is because the government has till now always played a very kind of you know, shooing away the people from the industry kind of role. And I think I, I'm not, I don't blame them for that because, you know, the, the background India is coming from with a lot of like, you know, corruption and black money issues and all that, uh, you know, like those were very big and this government actually worked a lot to bring a lot of things to books. And then, uh, you know, now that, you know, once you introduce crypto, like everything goes out of the window, like boom, all of their, you know, multiple multi-decade effort goes for a toss. So I think that's why they have been doing it. But then that has worked effectively, uh, you know, like se- although effectively, it's a, I mean, in fact, reverse. So retail, they could not stop the people who wanted to ca- come into this and speculate. They are still there. But then they have shooed away a lot, like a large amount of talent from this. Like, you know, those guys uh, in those IITs and, you know, good good colleges, they are already getting like solid, like pretty big, uh, you know, salary packages and all that in non-blockchain companies also. So I, I guess what you're saying is it's part reputational, right? A lot of the kind of higher end of technical talent that didn't want to be associated with the industry because of the the perception that had been created from from the government which which i guess make makes sense right yeah 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 and the perception is not only like you know like it has been basically a a fudding kind of perception that has been made i mean it almost looks makes it look look like illegal right so i mean i'll give you an example like very recent example we were we almost like closed two guys whom we you know selected for hiring very good packages everything like salary packages were very good everything uh, as per their experience and all that and they were about to join and then this again like recent like you know media sensationalism although i don't think there would be anything like you know complete blanket ban or, ban or anything uh, 
but then you know that actually those two guys who were supposed to join us because of this like their families actually said that like hey dude like you know you we don't know what exactly you are getting into so don't go there like you know join some other company and these are talented people they would have multiple different offers so yes. like the way it has been positioned is like even when i was getting married my in-laws like you know for good one one and a half year like only now they are like you know when everybody is talking blockchain and all that they think that okay this is guy but otherwise they they even asked uh, asked my wife that you know you sure about this guy like is he yeah. is he legit or like so that makes sense this this kind of social social pressure and i have heard that from uh, previous indian entrepreneur that i've spoken to there's like you know career decisions or business decisions there's a lot of familial pressure there there's a lot of social pressure in terms of the decisions you make so let's go into matic um so i know you've kind of we're going to get to this uh, expansion extension as you as you call it with polygon but maybe we just like reflect on matic a little bit obviously you know you've been around uh for a few years now you've been making great progress could you just talk to us about some of the key innovations that you brought the problems the specific problems that you were solving and i guess some of that traction yeah yeah so uh you know like now like one important trend now you see is like everyone is trying to jump on the evm uh, kind of bandwagon right you see some layer ones even like you know uh, doing evm stuff and we all know that you know the binance smart chain for example doing really great and they have a evm compatible chain and all that so but then you know like only now it's it's being realized in that form but you know like one good thing that we did is when we were like you know uh, and jenty who's like uh, the the who was the ceo of matic and you know my fellow co-founder he uh, you know when he was working on this plasma implementation i think he was also like from that moment itself he was very clear and you know we also strategically fully agreed with him that you know Uh, you know it's about the like the power of evm is is like very big and you know at, at that point in time it was under uh, kind of uh, celebrated because you have 95% of developers in in ethereum space are like in the blockchain space are basically ethereum developers so essentially uh, you know what we did we started from and you know what different we did from others was that we were a part of that plasma group and then uh, you know people were building utxo chains like you know the plasma chains were supposed to be utxo because the proof uh, creation is easier and all that by utxo i mean you can like you know for those who don't understand the nuances of the protocol side of things think of like a utxo based chain as a you know bitcoin chain so bitcoin is basically a utxo based chain and evm is a account based chain where you have a account and you have some you know eth in it and then you know that that address can have balances and other thing and all that so you know people were building plasma with utxos right and and definitely it was easier to build and all that but then we kind of realized at that point in time itself that even if somebody built a production scale plasma and everything it will still not be very much adopted because of this utxo thing the developer experience goes out of the window and all that so what we and then plasma had its own issue like you know the original design of plasma was to have a single operator plasma that means one guy runs the plasma kind of the same design you have right now for optimistic rollups that you know uh, you you have one one operator which runs the rollup and then he submits the proof on ethereum chain and if something goes wrong you you know the users can actually go to ethereum chain and then reconstruct their balances and and what not so that was also the same design or kind of design goal actually with plasma also 
so you know the the thing was that we thought that first that we should have a plasma built on a evm chain right second thing that it should be run by multiple validators instead of one operator why can't we have a proof of stake layer which runs these uh, which runs this uh, network right so these were the two key design goals that we started with and then we kind of worked hard our way and you know in between the market hotness actually moved from plasma to first optimistic rollups now zk rollups and things like that and i'm sure that it will move to other you know <laughs> solutions in future uh, but then uh, like on the like the ethereum layer to uh, landscape i'm talking about primarily uh, but we kind of you know we were very committed that you know we will build a production ready production ready proof of stake chain which you know has plasma implementation on top of it and that's what we delivered uh, like in beta mainnet uh, in in like november 2019 and then uh, you know in june 2020 we kind of moved it to the final mainnet and that's the chain uh, with optin plasma that you see uh, you know it has a lot of uh, like adoption and you keep hearing about like multiple teams building on it and all that so uh the 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 idea there is now it's a it's a like fairly decentralized uh like 90 plus validators very high throughput uh you know layer 2 chain or side chain running on top of ethereum and then if you wanted to choose plasma you could have you have like inbuilt or kind of uh, or you know kind of prebuilt predicates like when predi- when i say predicates just think of it like some fraud proofs that you can run on ethereum so you have it for transfers and uh your dex operations and then if you wanted to have a custom smart contract on plasma you would have to write your uh, you know specific predicate it's like for example augur team uh, you know has attempted uh, writing their custom predicates and things like that so so yeah that's that's what we with we envisioned and we delivered and then uh, you know like uh, then i'll move on to like let's say let me move on to the polygon story that what happened like when we delivered and there was like already this phenomenal adoption coming into it and everything uh what we realized along the way is that you know we we speak to a lot of uh like uh, you know um we, we speak to a lot of dapp development team like people who are building dapps and you know applications on top of blockchain and one thing after speaking to uh you know these large number of uh you know what do you say that developers or clients but if you can call them uh, we realize that you know there is no one solution fits all like uh, even when you will have optimistic rollup zk rollup whatever solutions you might want to talk about they will not be a one solution fits all kind of situation so what and then you know these approaches will come and go like you know who knows like you know which approach eventually will succeed so the second main reason thing was that it's like right even now it's not the time to be highly opinionated about uh you know about a one particular solution right so um, I, I, and you know like you know i mean with it internet also we all know the you know the the narrow waste of internet theory right so why tcp ip protocol succeeded because it was very unopinionated simple protocol which could you know talk to multiple layers so that was the idea that we also started for polygon and we you know kind of decided that we should have a unopinionated and multi solution like you know non specific to one particular so multi solution kind of approach towards uh, ethereum scaling where you know each to each you know its own like kind of situation like where a developer can choose what kind of solution they 
want if they are an nft and gaming they might choose this public uh, you know currently pos chain right decentralized pos chain if you have an enterprise they might choose to run their own chain run by their few validators and uh, you know if you if you were a defi project you might want to have like larger ethereum security so you might want to choose optimistic rollup zk rollups so we kind of you know create i mean expanded our scope like polygon is people many people think that oh it's just a, it might be a rebranding but it's actually a scope expansion that instead of one particular solution based uh, you know project or network now we are a multi solution uh you know ethereum scaling project the idea is very simple that you know we believe that ethereum is the ultimate programmable settlement layer and then you know uh, anything meaningful uh you know in terms of decentralized execution like our thesis at least says that you know will uh, will will have like on the uh i mean something where which provides scalability but it connects back to ethereum so that's our approach now is that you know it's it's a basically a layer to aggregator you can think of it or a multi chain ethereum uh kind of approach you can think of it yeah and i'd like to probe a little bit about you know why you're still convinced that ethereum is the ultimate settlement layer and then i think also secondly you know the language that you use to describe polygon ethereum's internet of blockchains it is sounds very similar probably deliberately so to how polkadot talks about itself and the idea that you could uh, customize the substrate for a specific type of use case so like firstly why are you still so convinced about ethereum as a settlement layer and then secondly how does being ethereum's internet of blockchain stack up against say polkadot yeah so it does sound like that you know because polka dot is essentially like so that i i'll talk where exactly the similarity is so yeah. the 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 idea of polka dot is you have these multiple chains uh, which are connected to a central chain which is the relayer chain i'm not sure what exactly they call it let's say relayer chain and then you will have these para chains which can talk to each other using this relayer chain right so there is a chain in center and then there are multiple chains around it right so that's the that's the idea of polkadot like what we like our premise as i said then we can get into that that why we think so and all that uh, but then our premise is that that central chain should be ethereum and then you can have multiple chains around it so you know that's why you know you might find like something some similarity to it because you know in polkadot dot's case also you the chains around the central chain can be in different flavors in our scenario also they can be multiple multiple flavors they can be a layer two chains they can be uh, you know simple standalone chains shared security chains and what not and but then all centrally connected towards ethereum so that's uh, that's why it might sound similar to uh, polkadot but yeah like you know the idea is that you know we believe that the real kind of this internet of blockchain solution uh might work with ethereum in center understood so how does um could you talk us through like what changes obviously you have there's a technical component you know there's operationally and how you structure yourself from a team's perspective so what happens with matic the technology and you know the i don't know if you call it the company you know the, the people that make that work versus um polygon is it the same thing it's just you're doing more or is is something structurally and technically different going to happen yeah so uh, i would say it's it's like there is a massive 
sort of uh, expansion in both the things like technically what we are doing like previously we were building a you know proof of stake and plasma chain now we are building various different chains and definitely one team can't do you know all of it so def- you know now we have like in the past few months we have kind of acquired some competencies in in you know various side of things like for example zk rollups we are already building a you know standalone chain builder called polygon sdk which would be you know similar to you could call like uh, tendermint sdk or like cosmos sdk or subst- like the substrate uh, for polkadot so you could build your standalone chain so that you know is already fairly ahead uh, you know in its journey and then uh, you know we are also collaborating and uh, you know doing things with the other teams also and one other thing is many many projects or many teams don't realize is that uh, you know with 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 matic like you know what what we did in our token economics and everything is that we like you know we never really sold any you know matic tokens into the market like you know any significant portions and all that so we are holding a pretty pretty big treasury in that sense like you know right now like matic is is like fully diluted it's worth around let's say 1.2 billion dollars or something like that and you know we like our treasury still holds like i think 25 to 30% like uh, uh, you know of that so i i think we are sitting on a pretty large amount of treasury in that sense so you know we can we are already you know using that treasury like uh, to actually build the ecosystem right and build these teams and it was anyways an idea like for any project ideally it it should be the idea that those to those you know treasury tokens or whatever you have should be used to incentivize third parties building uh, the product because that's the whole idea of decentralization right so we now have like multiple teams we have teams in serbia we have team in india multiple teams in india uh, you know which uh, you know get grants from the foundation like now polygon foundation and then you know they are working on their specific parts of the overall thing and then you know the the founders are uh, you know like we have also onboarded one more core team member mihailo uh, bialich he is uh, you know on eth research he is uh, you know one of the top 10 researchers on ethereum very well known ethereum community so you know we four of us also oversee directly many of these things so as you said that you know like the idea is that we are building more technical things and how we are building it and how it's practical is that we have multiple teams working on these solutions uh, multiple research teams which are funded by the by the foundation so that's that's the rough uh, you know kind of organizational structure is great well look you know i'm i'm sure we're going to see more continued success from you as i said you know we accelerate Uh, well, this year it will be 50 startups. You know, last year it was around 25. I know several of them are working with you guys in, in various different ways. I know you've definitely helped uh, enable them find product market fit, which wouldn't have ordinarily been possible. Um, so, you know, you guys are definitely helping accelerate the space generally, and I'm really excited to see um, what happens with this uh, extension. So. Sandeep it's been a real pleasure talking to you thanks for coming on I'm glad we got time finally to talk together a little bit more and hear about your background um so thanks very much for coming on thank you so much Jamie and you know I want to give a big shout out to you guys also you guys are doing a lot of great work like I already see a lot of like uh, our ecosystem projects 
and you know uh, like i some of them in are in your cohort and they you know like your uh, funding uh, like uh, what do you call like accelerator i think so you know some of them are doing really great and we have seen the growth in uh, some of those startups uh, like after joining your accelerator so you know kudos to your uh, the accelerator the work with the teams that you are doing with your accelerator like uh, you know many congratulations for that thanks so much that means a lot to us Right, Sandy, stay safe. And I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with this extension. Thanks for coming on. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please make sure you subscribe, rate, and share your feedback to help us reach as many people as possible with the important mission of Web3.